0: Thank you all so much for joining this week's Citizens Climate Training Program. It's a weekly webinar series of Citizens Climate Lobbies that su- provides CCL supporters like you and I with access to in-depth training opportunities on topics related to climate change and effective climate advocacy. I'm your host, Brett Sease, and tonight we're going to jump into the media opportunities in front of us for 2024. We're going to be joined by CCL's communications team for a training that will provide a broad overview of the opportunities that chapters have as we begin our new year together to engage with our local news media on climate solutions. So let's get to know our media team. On the call tonight, we have our amazing Senior Director of Communications, Flannery Winchester. Flannery manages CCL's communication efforts. This includes informing and inspiring volunteers through national newsletters, blog posts, and social media. And supporting her team to train volunteers around the country in local media efforts and sharing the story of ccl with our national outlets thank you so much for joining us flannery we also have charlotte ward CCL's state and local media coordinator charlotte works with ccl volunteers providing them support resources and training to generate local media coverage of climate advocacy and solutions around the country i know that all of us on the line tonight have benefited from your support charlotte in making our writing better as well thank you for being here And last but certainly not least, we have the amazing Nabila Wilson. Nabila is our CCL communications intern. Nabila is a freshman at Furman University studying sustainability science originally from Houston. She's passionate about working with a diverse group of people to spread climate change education. We are glad to have you here, Nabila, and thank you for your great service too. If we've done our job well, we'll have the following threefold agenda and then open it up for questions. A little time to introduce what we've been up to and successes that have happened throughout the network, throughout the country here in this last beginning of 2024. We'll then review why media work is so important and how you fit into that. And then we'll look ahead to 2024 and some amazing new resources across the different mediums that we use to influence print, online medium, you name it. We're going to learn about it with lots of time for Q&A. So with that, thank you all so much for being here. As you can see in the chat, you're welcome to share where you're calling in from. You can follow along with our slides. I'll put a link one last time. And I will pass it to you, Charlotte, to get this party started.
1: Thanks, Brett. Well, welcome everybody. Really good to see you tonight. Um, just before we get started, I wanted to just ask: Does anyone have any media successes that they've they've managed to do in the last few weeks? Have you started the new year with with some kind of success? Because we'd love to hear about it.
2: Two op-eds and two letters to the other.
0: Bill and Charlotte and Asheville
1: look at that that's amazing well done
0: so uh, Callie and victoria's hands too
2: yeah yeah hello everyone um yeah i can't take credit for it but two of our wonderful letter writers were published in the washington post just in the last week and we didn't even know that the post would welcome people from outside the dc triangle so we were thrilled
1: all right. I read those letters in the Washington Post and they were brilliant. They were so excellent. That was really cool. And I wrote a letter to our local little town newspaper, Waldo County, Maine newspaper, the Republican Journal. And it was really, really long. It for a, And I actually said, hey, um, this could be maybe more of an op-ed. But they printed it as a letter in the online edition and then they printed it in the print edition the following week. So, yay. <laughs> that's that's awesome we're proud of you well done all right well if anyone else has things they want to share please drop them in the chat for us drop the links in so everyone can see them we, w- we would really love to see what you've achieved um so tonight with Just before we dive into all the exciting things we have for you this year, we wanted to just do a little refresher because we realized we might have some new folks here who are just getting familiar with the media lever. So tonight we wanted to start by talking to you about why media work is so important. So just very quickly, we we know that when we get published in newspapers, when we manage to get on TV when we do radio interviews, that it reaches a wide audience. And it also gives authority because we've actually um, managed to persuade the newspaper or the journalist that that we that our our solutions that we're advocating for are important and our work is important and then they have taken the decision to share that with a wider audience so our members of congress do notice that it can also be executed quickly so for example um when the inflation reduction act was signed into law we had an op-ed template ready to go we pushed it out within 48 hours it had been published in three different states so that is the power of of how quickly you can do media work and also amazing volunteers who are just like, at it like that and on it so um, it really can make a difference whenever we have, have something big whenever there's something going on we we can get that messaging out there really really quickly which is such a benefit um and we know that congressional officers pay attention to it so um every day those staffers and those congressional offices, they're looking through the newspapers they're checking online to see mentions of those members of congress so when we when we put their names in our our media, when we say it out loud in television interviews, when we say their names, then that gets picked up on. So it is making a difference. And we we are speaking to that voice, sorry, to that audience of one that we really want to communicate to, that member of Congress. We want to get that message to them as constituents. So um, it, is, it is a really great thing to do, media outreach of any kind. And um, just to reiterate, we... We can have successes everywhere, but never um, underestimate the successes in your local publications and your local media, because you are speaking as a constituent to the people who represent you. And that is just like so important. So just to give you a quick review of the types of media we seek at CCL, we have letters to the editor. These are short, we can write them very quickly, maybe 150 to 250 words. um, And they get, most papers have an opinion page. I know some papers have been reducing their content, but luckily a lot of papers still do print this content. So um, that is a really easy action to do. You could do it in maybe 20, 30 minutes, write an LTE and submit it to your newspaper. Then op-eds, opinion columns, they're a little bit longer. They do. They are a little bit more labor intensive, um, about 650 words. But the great news is that we provide templates at CCL. So we often will put together a template. It will be authored by our executive director, Mark Reynolds, a volunteer in your chapter can put their name on it for a double byline um, and you can localize it. You can put in information about where you live um, in terms of what climate effects you've seen, you can mention your members of Congress by name in it and you can submit it to a paper so we, we're always trying to think of ways that we can break down those barriers to you achieving these things so having a template there for you that doesn't take too long to work on um, we hope that is helpful for you and then there's earned media so the two the letters to the editor and op-eds they That is us, our voices, as um, people in the community. The paper will print voices from the community. But earned media is where we are addressing journalists. We are giving journalists information, reporters information, and we're hoping that they like what they hear, they think it's newsworthy, and then they take the decision to write an article or to interview us on TV or interview us on radio. So... um, that uh, media is is very, very important too, because it again shows that the journalist values what we have to say and thinks it's of interest to the community. And then the last one is editorial endorsement. So the paper will often have an editorial writer or an editorial board, particularly bigger papers have this. And from time to time, they will print an opinion That is basically the stance of the newspaper. So it is, it is not something they do lightly. I know they have a lot of discussions about it, which is why if we can get editorial board meetings or reach out to editorial staff and tell them about our work and the policies we support and why we want them to endorse these policies, then That is so such a great achievement if we can then get them to write in the paper, making a stance about climate change and the solutions. And we've seen CCLers do this. We hope that um, throughout the year, we will, we can send you notifications that we want to do this. We want to rally you to go and get these meetings um, and we can get you out there. You can get these meetings and we are positive. We will get some endorsements so um, exciting times ahead.
2: Awesome. All right. Um, Well, thank you, Charlotte, for that uh, that groundwork there for our um, for to start off our year strong. So um, so this year is about 2024 media opportunities. So um, I'm now going to give us a sort of a high level look at what we're expecting um, for the for the whole year. with the help of our 2024 policy roadmap. um, And we'll talk specifically about how you can support these opportunities in your local media work. Um, So if any of you on this call attended CCL's first national meeting of the year, our January call a few weeks ago, um, you saw me talk through this roadmap. So this resource is a it's a high level overview of specifically the policy opportunities that CCL sees for the year ahead. So this is based on our chosen policy areas that we're that we're working in, as well as our government affairs team's insights about the political landscape. So our staffers who are in Washington, D.C., like they we sort of put our heads together about what is, you know, what's possible this year, what's coming down the pike. um, And we've created this resource. Um, So tonight we're gonna talk specifically about how you can support these opportunities that you see on the policy roadmap with your local media work. So, um, as you can see for, oh, let me first say also that this, the roadmap itself is on CCL community. So if you want to like dig in and you want to really like zoom in on a bigger version of it and you want to look at it really closely and, uh, and you want more information about each of these little sort of stops along the way, um, there is a page on CCL community that has all the roadmap information. Um, so you're welcome to reference that at any point. Um, so, uh, as you can see from the signposts here at the beginning of the map, um, our policy work this year is going to happen in a few, uh, what we're thinking of as lanes on the road, if you will. So, carbon pricing, clean energy permitting reform, healthy forests, building electrification and efficiency, and election season. So, that's our four main policy areas, as well as uh election season, which is obviously a major uh, feature of the political landscape this year. So some of these areas are things that the media is naturally going to pay a lot of attention to, like the election, they're falling all over themselves to cover (laughs) the election. Um, Potentially also the healthy forests area, as Congress works on the farm bill, that might be something that the media uh, just sort of is inclined to pay attention to on their own. other areas will be more up to us to drum up media attention at strategic times and in creative ways. Um, so let's take a look at a few specific opportunities available right now, and then we'll kind of look ahead for later in the year what uh, what we see coming down the pike. So first up, the road sign, the first road sign in the year says push for permitting reform, uh, or actually says push for permitting package. Um, so it's a package of clean energy permitting reform uh, policies. That's what we're hoping to see. Um, So we're starting 2024 here from a policy perspective because we uh, engaged really heavily on clean energy permitting reform last year with emails, calls, lobby meetings right up through the end of last year. Um, so we were lobbying on the Big Wires Act in our November lobby meetings. Um, and then we've continued that push into the first few weeks of this year. So our January um, Climate Action Program action was to email members of Congress and ask them to keep working together uh, to develop a package of clean energy permitting reform legislation. Um, and I believe we just hit our goal for that uh, just yesterday. We're at like 10,500 something something uh, messages to Congress about this. Um, So this is an active uh, thing that we're pushing. Um, And so right now, this is a topic that you can, um, you can most easily support in letters to the editor. Um, So I'll give a shout out to Carolyn, who I believe is on the call tonight, um, if I am not mistaken. Um, So from our Morristown chapter in New Jersey, Um, Brett, if you'll go to our next slide, um, I've got a little excerpt from Carolyn's letter. Um, she very masterfully in this in this letter that was printed in the Washington Post, um, wove in a mention of permitting reform in her letter. So um, this excerpt says, uh, let's pass comprehensive permitting reform to streamline clean energy transmission. Without it, the US electrical grid is unable to move large amounts of energy from one part of the country to another, and new energy projects can take 10 years to connect to the existing grid. So it's not the entire point of her letter, but it's included in there uh, in a way that builds additional awareness of the problem, awareness of the opportunity um, to act on that. So that's a really great example of how you can um, how you can be building um, building more awareness, building more support. And Brett, if you'll go to the next slide, um, Amy Livingston, who I don't know if she is on the call tonight, um, but also had a um, a letter in the Washington Post, also from one of our New Jersey chapters, New Jersey is rock and rollin', um, But she also mentioned permitting in her uh, in her letter. So um, again, it's not the entire point. But she has here this phrase, we urgently need permitting reform to get that new clean energy into the grid faster. Um, so that's a great example of how Both of those are great examples of how you can be keeping the drumbeat going on permitting reform while we continue to press Congress to advance um, more policies. So letters to the editor are a a media channel that you can use to support permitting reform, but also many of these other areas on the map. So you'll see a sign uh, that says building support for carbon fee and dividend. Uh, You see farm bill negotiations down at the bottom, we've got uh, educate about electrification. So all of that, you can use the um, the tool of letters to the editor to uh, to support action in those areas. Um, So we have a resource called um, LTE topics that Charlotte keeps updated regularly, um, and she's always on the lookout for relevant national headlines, new stats and all of that. Um, that can help you write really great persuasive letters on these topics. Um, and we also have a monthly LTE writing workshop to support you as well. So Charlotte will talk about all those resources um, in a bit, but that's kind of how um, how we see letters kind of mapping to these, uh, these stops along the way is that they're a, they're a tool you can deploy um, as needed to continue to build support. Um, so the second road sign um, here on the map says advance the CBAM conversation. So CBAM stands for Carbon Border Adjustment Mechanism. And it's essentially a type of carbon pricing that uses trade policy to drive down global emissions. So the CBAM conversation um, took a lot of steps forward in 2023 already. So we saw two Senate Republicans um, put out a bill called the Foreign Pollution Fee Act. And then Democrats in the House and Senate reintroduced a bill called the Clean Competition Act. Um, Europe is uh, last year just entered the reporting phase of its own CBAM policy. So Europe is actually moving ahead with this. Um, And then also back in our Congress, uh, the Prove It Act was introduced last summer. That's not a CBAM itself. but it would require the US to start to measure the carbon intensity of certain goods compared to other countries. Um, And that actually just passed the, out of its Senate committee and a house version is hopefully coming very soon. Um, So with all that context, um, local media is a huge way that you can help advance the conversation around this type of policy idea. Um, So we've just created a new op-ed template that really gets right at the heart of this idea that um, that polluters should pay. So um, countries that are producing things with more carbon pollution than we are, like we should have a a policy that accounts for that um, in order to encourage them to to produce things in a cleaner way. Um, So that template is available now. And again, Charlotte will talk you through that resource in more detail in a few minutes. Um, And then another big feature of our roadmap is um, our national regional and state events. So our conferences and lobby days. So those are in blue. Um, you can see that uh, we've got opportunities already fast approaching. So our first big national event of the year is our conservative Climate Leadership Conference and Lobby Day that's happening on March 19th and 20th. Um, and it's in Washington DC. So a national conference like this is a is a very compelling media hook. Um, you can imagine a you know, a headline that says, you know, local local mom travels to Washington DC to meet with lawmakers about how climate change is hurting Florida or whatever. Um, so the same holds true for our summer conference and lobby day, and really the same principle applies for our regional events. Um, you f- might even be more likely to attract media attention for a regional event that's, you know, bringing together hundreds of people to talk about the specific climate concerns of your area. Um, So this year, we're really going to encourage you to leverage those those conference events, those lobbying pushes as opportunities to generate media coverage. So we're talking articles, TV spots, radio interviews, that type of thing. Um, So Charlotte will talk a bit more about exactly how to do this um, and the regional events that are coming up. Um, So there's a whole lot more on this map. Um, as we get closer to the uh, these opportunities throughout the year, we will, of course, give you more specific guidance um, for how to support them in your media work. But one major feature of the rest of this year that I want to draw your attention to for now um, is the election. So you see on the roadmap, we have the first, uh, the first purple sign says elevate climate during the primary elections. Um, and then later in the year, we get to... Um, get-out-the-vote activities, and then election day itself. So, spoiler alert, 2024 is an election year, (laughs) you may have heard. Um, So there's an election for every House seat, for a lot of Senate seats, and for presidents. So uh, it's going to draw huge attention and turnout. And your local newspapers, your TV stations, your radio stations will be following every twist and turn of the races, um, especially in a presidential year like this one. So our media work offers us a really fantastic way to elevate the issue of climate change and therefore push candidates of every party toward more robust, more committed climate platforms. And I do want to be clear uh, uh, that for us here at CCL, using media to elevate climate in the election does not mean endorsing uh, or uh, electing members of one party or another. So we're a nonpartisan organization. so what we what we mean here by engaging in this way is that we want candidates and ultimately our members of congress from both major parties to be supporting meaningful climate action um, we really believe strongly that democrats republicans and even third party candidates can and should have thorough and ambitious climate stances no matter the political makeup of the area that they're running in um, so as a ccl volunteer you can help make that happen um, your media work during election season can push candidates from every party to understand that this is a really important issue to the people in your area, um, and you can help those candidates feel pressure to come to the table with solutions that are going to square with their values and match the needs of the, the people they're running to represent. Um, so we've created an election season media kit that is already available and that will keep building out and updating throughout the year, um, and Charlotte will talk a little bit more about that resource in a bit. Um, So that's kind of the overview of the year. Um, And I do, Brett, you can stop sharing for just a second or well, I guess you're gonna put it back up, but anyway, um, I do just wanna briefly acknowledge uh, the things that you do not see on the map. So that's a policy roadmap. So there are whole portions of your CCL work that you will not see reflected on that map um, that still might be very media worthy. So let's say your chapter participates in a big local festival for Earth Day, or let's say you plan some kind of a site visit with your member of Congress to keep building your relationship with them. Um, Or maybe you organize a film screening and a panel discussion about a climate topic. All of that kind of stuff will present unique and interesting media opportunities as well. So please don't limit your media brainstorming or your enthusiasm to just what you see on the map. Um, But that's just sort of giving you context for the, um, the overall kind of half of the organization, uh, the organization's policy efforts this year. Um, But there's a lot more, uh, a lot more than might be appropriate for your chapter based on what's going on uh, locally as well. So, um, so that's the overview, I'll hand it back over to Charlotte now to talk through, um, talk through our specific resources. Thanks, Flannery.
1: All right, so we have a few media resources to share with you this evening. And the first thing I wanted to talk about was that new op-ed template that Flannery previously mentioned. So. This is a new template that's ready to go. You can submit it to your local newspaper. The title is Polluters Should Pay, and we invite any of you to adapt it and co-author it with Mark Reynolds. So what we wanted to do with this piece was to talk about the personal price that we're all paying as climate change worsens in terms of what is happening to our cities, our states, to people in the places we love, and despite these escalating and obvious climate consequences, big polluters are still able to shirk responsibility. Um, and so you'll find sections within this template where the author can fill in details of what's happened where they live. So for example, in South Carolina, I would talk about in the summer how we got the drifting air pollution from the Canadian wildfires. And my kids couldn't play outside for a few days. So you will know what's happened near you, What consequences of climate change you've had, whether it's um, pollution, wildfire evacuations, drought, flooding. Sadly, I think most of us have experienced some kind of climate extreme this year. Sorry, last year. The op-ed goes on to talk about how it's time for polluters to pay for the damage they are causing and how we can use trade in the form um, of a carbon border adjustment mechanism to hold polluters accountable. We know this solution is growing in popularity. We've seen it in the EU and the UK, and we know that it will work very well for us because actually 75% of US imports are from countries that produce more carbon pollution than the products that we make here at home. So, we talk about the bills that are already out there in this op-ed, the Foreign Polluter Act and the Clean Competition Act, and then we outline our wishes for legislators to come together to introduce bipartisan policy that is going to appeal to both sides of the aisle. So, we'll put the link in the chat to our template page on Community, and please feel free to download that op-ed and adapt it as you see fit. Um, we do ask that you follow the instructions that you'll find at the top of the op-ed template page. It just will run you through things like how to submit, who to check in with and other chapters, just to make sure there aren't overlaps. The other thing I wanted to mention, I know some of you on this call do attend this, this workshop regularly, but we have a national LTE workshop that we host um, on the second Wednesday of each month, and that's at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. East Coast. And this is an opportunity for anyone to spend some focused time writing a letter to the editor or an op-ed. So um, the workshop features a quick training. We brainstorm as a group about letter ideas, and then we spend 20 minutes focused time writing, which really enables you to write um, a a most of, uh, an LTE, some of an LTE, but no matter what you will have got started, which really helps and you will have got into your flow. So, um, after 20 minutes, we come back and we invite people to share. We never force people. Anyone who wants to can, anyone who wants to stay quiet can stay quiet too. Um, but it is really nice to listen to the letters that other people have written and to get inspiration from them. And that session this month is going to be on February the 14th. So if you don't have a date <laughs> and you're staying in and being boring like me, then please come hang out and write letters. So also coming up, excitingly, we have our regional conferences. So we have a few already um, lined up for the spring. You can see there on the screen, I've put the dates of some of the earlier ones in the year. So if your region is one of these regions that's holding a conference, then now is the time to start thinking about your media plan. Regional conferences are a great opportunity to generate local media coverage and we we can just do so much. So um, we, what we've done is we've put together a a media kit for you for regional conferences. We'll share that in the chat. Um, But that's really gonna be your guide to how you will start to plan it. And if we go to the next slide, I can just talk you through some of the things that are in there. So when you're crafting your conference media plan, you, you can, there are several options that you can have. You can do all of these things. You can send out a press release. You can build connections with local reporters and invite them. You can host a press conference we've seen that happen um knoxville in tennessee in 2020 had an amazing press conference which generated them so much media they got tv coverage so in this kit we have all those things outlined for you like the step-by-step and the details of how you can do all these things Other suggestions, you could film short bursts of footage to share with television media after the conference. So you could still get that publicity for Citizens Climate Lobby and your work even after the events happened. And by having great photography of speakers, people at the conference, fun activities, all that stuff could help towards your media coverage. So um, any of you who have a conference coming up, you can maybe get together with the planning committee and um, go through this kit and see if there's things that you can generate from it. And then um, we have this election season media kit. So we had this last year, but Flannery has given it a lovely refresh for 2024. So um, as she mentioned, this is really gonna help you with with just thinking about the different ways that you can generate um, coverage from media and send a very, very important message to candidates that if they want to be elected by us, then they have got to address climate. So um, we can really do our part to get the vote out, to to tell our candidates that it's so important to us that they, they have very clear ideas about climate policy and how they're going to enact it. So um, I really do recommend reading through that. You'll see how we can how we can be involved, but still keep to all our CCL values of respect and nonpartisanship. Um, and it there are lots of examples in this kit of of how you could write things
0: and things you could do. So I'm um, hopefully that will be very useful to you. So welcome to just type the name of the training if you go to the action tracker uh, mm-hmm. under Chapter development and Training, and then from there, search for whatever ones you're getting credit for that always helps for mm-hmm. demonstrating our grassroots organizing prowess throughout the country. And then lastly, we appreciate uh, any other ongoing follow up feedback. So you're welcome to post in the forums. You're welcome to contact Flannery and Charlotte at the emails provided here. You're welcome to jump into the writing circle especially. I think that probably Charlotte Flannery would say that's the most active and easiest place to jump right in and have kind of that interactivity across uh, in, in between these monthly updates. Um, so Flannery and Charlotte have posted their contact in the chat as well. And with that, I will just unmute all lines because as Flannery and Charlotte have already said, we simply couldn't do this work without you. You are the reason why CCL has had the success and will continue to shift the dial. I love seeing that in the chat on climate. So thank each of you for making that magic happen. And we hope you have a safe and wonderful rest of your evening.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of Citizens Climate Lobby's training program. You can tune into more episodes anywhere podcasts are available. Inspired by what you heard today? Join Citizens Climate Lobby to advocate for bipartisan climate solutions. Go to community.citizensclimate.org to find more trainings, resources, your local chapter, national action teams, discussion forums, and more. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Citizens Climate. We also invite all of our listeners to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiration. Like what you hear? Recommend us to your friends and make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us show up on other listeners' feeds. Feel free to pass on any suggestions for future episodes in the comments as well. And together, we are creating the political will for
0: a livable world.